Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hello and welcome to a special edition episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer, joined today as always by my colleague and co-host Lisa Roman, NWSL analyst and broadcaster, here today to update our audience on the ongoing saga with NWSL that has been taking place this week. An update that we will be talking about, it's a big one, there will be no NWSL matches this weekend. There were for, there were five games slated to be played this weekend and those have been called off we will get into those details but first a quick reminder to you all who are joining us that you can find us on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher anywhere you listen to your podcast shows and you can find us on youtube.com slash attacking third for highlights when we go live player interviews and more lisa it's a big big week coming to an end and really coming to an end with a screeching halt sort of feels like how are you doing today how are you feeling um, it's a lot to process and to, to stay on top of everything, but that's what we're here to do and and to fill in all of our listeners and everyone uh, that's tuning into this. Um, there's a lot of news that is constantly coming out, but hey, that's what we're here to do, to stay on top of it. I'm good. I'm actually traveling. I'm not in my home studio right now, um, but it's, it's good to be around. I'm actually around some former players in the NWSL, so it's good to kind of pick their brains on this and make sure they're okay and, and check in. Um, on the player side of things with my friends that are in this league or formerly in this league. How are you, Sandra? How are you holding up? Uh, hanging in there, I'll say. I think I um, I think I have a better headspace today than perhaps maybe I did yesterday when um, everything sort of was published and, and went live and sort of seeing and just sort of reacting to it, quite frankly, alongside everyone else. Um the news that had dropped. Let's, you know, for our listeners sake, let's sort of maybe go through a bullet point of some things, a very small uh, chronological order of just this week. Let's just narrow it down to this week. It's been a tough week for, for the league. Uh, we spoke about that when we went, uh, when we went with live reactions yesterday in terms of the breaking news. Uh, but we have to take a look at things as a whole and not just really what has sort of, um, has happened over over the last 24 hours. So in terms of this this week itself, uh, the league went ahead and announced the conclusion of investigations into Washington Spirit, which led to a termination of former head coach Richie Burke, allegations that had surfaced of a toxic environment, abusive language and behavior, uh, and the results of the investigation concluded with consequences that were issued and that obviously came in the form of an official termination of Richie Burke. Um, he will no longer be allowed to work with NWSL players in the future and moving forward. There was also the ban on Washington Spirit's participation in any league governance moving forward that was put in act, uh, put into effect uh, immediately. And then there was also a 14-day deadline that was issued to the club in order to respond to violations found within those investigations. So that's just early in this phase of the week, and which led to all of yesterday's um, reaction around reporting via The Athletic from Meg Linehan, a very long, detailed story regarding 
two specific former NWSL players, Sinead Farley and Manishim, who had gone forward, went on record with their experiences with former Thorns and current, or well, now former North Carolina coach uh, Paul Riley and their traumas with him. Uh, and within the details of that report also included additional name sources, someone like an Alex Morgan, uh, who had gone on record within the story to be someone to try to assist these players, you know, in finding out a way to talk about and report their traumas uh, and a ton of other unnamed sources um, that were checked in with in regards to this specific story. And in light of all of that news that came out, uh, there were state additional statements that were released uh, from the Portland Thorns. There was a statement released from the league. There was a statement released from North Carolina Courage uh, in regards to Paul Riley specifically. And eventually the allegations led to his termination. He is no longer the head coach of North Carolina Courage. Sean Nahas has been named interim head coach in the meantime. And it just sort of, when these type of things come to light, Lisa, just sort of uh, spearheads a, a lot of things. And it led to, you know, additional statement from the Players Association, which we went over uh, yesterday in our episode, um, that enough is enough, quite frankly. And the players are really trying to take their power back in this moment in a very, in a very, very tough week uh, for the league, but an even tougher week if you're a player playing in this league. There's a lot of people that um, we need to commend that have brought all of this to light. Not only uh, the players that have spoken up about their past trauma, but the players association for their initial statement yesterday, when all this news broke, demanding that the league take action fire Paul Riley, which um, has been done, and and call, a call to action for the players. So the Players Association is a true um, beauty in this type of situation that they have the voice and the power of the players themselves to actually stand up for themselves, to speak up against the league. Um, and social media is such a powerful thing that in, in the click of a button, uh, the NWSL Players Association can release statements that are strong and really powerful and force fans and the league and commissioner Lisa Baird to read them and react to them. And, and it's really a call to action that um, I think has been partially answered in, in the few steps that have been continuously made over the last 24 hours. I think um, it is really important to highlight the work that the players union is doing right now, because that's really, I think that's really what it boils down for a lot of fans of this league a lot of these sort of hardcore always been there the rider dies day ones um they are leaning into the players example and what can be done to specifically support the players and that is what it is here there's a lot of talk about how, where can you put the support how can you support what does that look like and that's what the union is is that's what the union is doing the union is the vehicle and that is the actual platform in which we are starting to see some things uh, take place. This is a players association that is currently in ongoing negotiations with the league to try to establish a CBA, which would be the first ever for these players in this league. And a lot of this is in connection to what has the news that has been coming out during this week. We're talking about details that are coming out now from other clubs as well. I mean, there was additional reports that had surfaced with new details around the departure of Barry Benciti over at OL Reign. Uh, 
when he separated from O.L. Reign, it was announced as, you know, stepping away, a resignation that it was just his time to go, you know, business as usual, poor results, and additional details are coming out that there was an official complaint filed against this coach um, in terms of comments that he was making in regards to players and, and their and their weight and their appearance. So it's just things that are coming out, coming to light this week that just weigh very, very, very heavy. doesn't matter if it's, uh, you know, someone's singular experience or collective experience, because what we're starting to see is the pattern that it actually is kind of a collective experience that a lot of these players are saying, that it's it really isn't just some of the people who are coming forward. It's it's people who are still today worried about coming forward. And then the thing about the Freed Ben Sidi, the former OL Reign head coach, um, that news that broke yesterday. Uh, why didn't we know that in July? And I understand that there are private investigations happening, and and those results can't be disclosed, but. I think that the issue stems back to the knowledge of these investigations, maybe not the results, but the knowledge of these investigations needs to be made known. That way they don't get hired again and it's not all coming out at once. So, uh, of course, the information is good to have it now, but um, it's it's interesting that when he was fired in July, it was well, he was resigned. He resigned in July. That was the report. Um, and now investigation coming for Freed Ben Sidi. But today, I think the biggest news is that the matches have been canceled for this weekend or called off rather um, five matches that I, I think um, I, we can dive into it a little bit. But my initial re reaction was surprised, but not surprised. I was surprised at the time of the announcement or at the manner of the announcement, um, but I wasn't shocked at all. I think it was the right decision to not play games this weekend in the NWSL. Yeah, I'm in agreement with that. I'm full stop in agreement and support that that decision was made. I mean, the statement that the Players Union released yesterday adjacent to this reporting about Paul Riley said a lot of great things. It talked a lot, it extended support specifically to players like Sinead Farley Menashim and Kaya McCullough, who had gone on record in the post on Washington Spirit. And it extended support to all of the players, both current, former, and potentially future, and talked about resources that were available, an anonymous hotline for reporting these types of abuse, access to a sports psychologist if needed. And within that, they issued a bullet point numbers list of demands to the league a couple of them call it different things in regards to to paul riley um but talking about wanting to have that investigation a suspension of those who perhaps knew about allegations and they have it be suspended and within within all of these demands they they issued uh, a timeline on that they issued the league a timeline on that as well they said by october 1st Noon Eastern, they would like to hear back from the league on this. Now, obviously, since then, there has just been a full termination of Paul Riley. I do not, we do not have additional information, or there has not been additional news release saying that there is a reopened investigation into Paul Riley in light of these allegations. We 
do not know about that. Uh, and that hasn't been uh, released or informed or in any type of statement. But what has happened today, and now that that deadline has passed, <laughs> is a temporary cancellation of the matches that are supposed that were supposed to take place this week. So let's let's talk a little bit about this window, right, Lisa, in which the players association issues that type of statement that also details some demands and that also details some deadlines to now having a termination of Paul Riley and some different statements from two different clubs and the league in regards to the news and to today now seeing that deadline pass and then the results of that being there's a cancellation of games. The perception around that for me, this is a Nyfield statement. This is a Sandra statement. This is not sourced or anything. Um, the perception for me, a kid from Chicago, but a grandfather is a union steel worker and whose mother is a Chicago public school educator and member of the Chicago teachers union is that that's a list of demands. And that is when you put a deadline on things, there is an or else. Mm -hmm. So all of the statements that are coming out today around these release, there are, there's again, two different statements. There's a statement that was released by the league with a, a comment, a quote from commissioner Lisa bear talking about that. This is a decision that was made in collaboration with the, the players association. And then there's an, there's an additional statement um, from the players association uh today so let's talk a little bit about the perception of that like when you saw that lisa yeah. did you also sort of did you perceive that in a similar way and that there's sort of an open-ended something else could happen if this the deadline isn't met yes completely because when when the players association initially said you have almost 24 hours to to meet our demands um that's the player's call to action to say if if these demands aren't met by then like we will take a stand i think it was um i took that as maybe the players won't take the field maybe they will protest i know that social media is a huge thing i could see players that have a, a big voice in this league and in this soccer community alex morgan megan rapino even but alex morgan specifically who's involved i could have seen her going live on social media going live on a, a news television station to to make more comments about this um but i think that the players potentially not playing this weekend as their own choice that was very real and very possible at the time of the initial uh, players association announcement that happened on Thursday after the initial reports came out. I think that was almost a given. And I, I believe that the league also understood that. And, and because that the reports today from the league and the players association um, are in tandem, they, they speak similar language and they have similar backgrounds and, and similar uh, genesis of these this action to cancel the matches this weekend. It makes me think that there is a conversation happening between the league and the players association to find a common ground and come to an agreement on these types of things. Um, but it, the cancellation of the matches this morning happening, I was not surprised by that. And, and a background 
information um, as a broadcaster in this league and as an analyst in the NWSL, the analysts and the broadcasters were told earlier this morning, uh, we have to travel to games, we have to prep games, we have flights and drivings and things. So it was made aware, which I don't think that the players would contact the broadcast people and say it's canceled, which made me think it might have been a league decision or agreement with the players association to cancel which as now the reports have come out it is that's exactly what the nwsl statement says that given the gravity of events this last week matches scheduled are for this weekend will not occur um right and and it's trying to transform the culture of this league something that's long overdue but um it, yeah i'm not surprised that these were canceled and i think this was a good decision because the players should not be playing under this uh, under the gravity of these events that have happened. Let's take a look at some of these statements uh, that came out today in light of the current temporary uh, cancellation of these these games. Uh, the league announced, made their announcement and they released a statement from Commissioner Lisa Baird, which reads, this week and much of the season has been incredibly traumatic for our players and staff, and I take full responsibility for the role I have played. I'm so sorry for the pain so many are feeling. Recognizing that trauma, we have decided not to take the field this weekend to give everyone some space to reflect. Business as usual isn't our concern right now. Our entire league has a great deal of healing to do and our players deserve so much better. We have made this decision in collaboration with our Players Association and this pause will be the first step as we collectively work to transform the culture of this league, something that is long overdue. Uh, the commissioner you know, facing a lot of um, reaction uh, over the last week in terms of the news that has come out from various clubs as well. Um, not sort of uh, sitting in the best of light and the coolest of seats at the moment. Um, having Alex Morgan react to the lack of action from the league, specifically the commissioner uh, via her Twitter as well, kind of coming with those receipts per se uh, via Twitter. Um, so to have this... The receipts are screenshots of emails between yeah. him and uh, Commissioner Lisa Baird. Um, yeah, so to sort of have that on in, ha having that happen like within the cycle is uh, is very jarring, I'm sure. Um, and then to sort of have it today have this sort of announcement where the impression again is that there is an attempt to at least try to listen and engage with the players association on this. Now, when this release happened, there wasn't an initial response from the players union. Um, this was this, this statement and this announcement from the league was pushed out just past that initial deadline that was issued to them by the players association about five minutes after noon Eastern. Uh, and then about an hour or so past that, the players association release an additional statement of their own that reads as follows yesterday was a profoundly painful day for us as players and so many for many players the pain has stretched across years the outpouring of support we have felt has been a beacon of light on a dark day last night we made the difficult decision to ask nwsl to postpone this weekend's games to give players space to process this pain commissioner baird and the board of governors worked overnight to grant that request it goes on to read as follows this was not an easy decision, as there is nothing we love more than playing for our fans. Suiting up for game day under the lights in front of wildly supportive fans is what brings us joy. 
We refuse to let that joy be taken from us. We also recognize, however, that mental health struggles are real. We know that many of our fans make travel plans, schedule the night off, or juggle family commitments to attend our games, and that this decision impacts you too. We hope that fans will understand and support us through this time. This is far from over for any of us. As players, we hope that those who read this statement will hear that it is okay to not be okay. It is okay to take space to process, to feel, and to take care of yourself. In fact, it's more than okay. It's a priority. That, as players, will be our focus this weekend. So two two very different uh, statements uh, from two very different parties in regards to this uh, weekend's pause of uh, NWSL action, uh, but also not surprising and, 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 you know, it almost expected a little bit. I mean, obviously uh, the reaction to the decision to postpone these games are going to be a little bit different, but what echoes similarly in each of these statements is the collaboration effort. So in the league and commissioner statement, there is a, yes, there's a point, there is a active point to where you could say this was made in collaboration with the players association and the players association in the opening part of this statement talk about how the commissioner and the board of governors worked to comply with that request so um there is perhaps the perception of some common ground here at least for this weekend which is good frankly and i think a very very important piece that um, I want to make sure everyone uh, understands where I'm coming from as a former player, that this game is very serious and the NWSL is a very serious league and that these games are really important and they really matter. However, mental health and these players trauma and the news of this story breaking and the emotions that it brings up and the trauma that um, can affect these players and their mental health takes priority over these matches being played and i think that's what the nwsl players association is trying to hammer home towards the end of that statement that we love playing we want to get back to playing but the safety of our players and their mental health right now is our number one concern um because i can only imagine how hard this is for those players that know shim and know fairly and know Paul Riley and have been coached by him. And I, I cannot imagine how difficult it must be. So the safety and the mental health um, and to try to help support these athletes, this is the best decision for their mental health. Um, this is a lot of heavy news that is happening. And to be able to take a step back for them is is huge. Yeah, the uh, the cycle has been uh, the new cycle has been very quick, and um, the reactions with it have also been equally quick. I mean, this is this is we're talking about twenty four hours, um, mm-hmm. where there seemed to have been like an update every so often, um, whether it was from the league or respective clubs or uh, but from reporters with additional details. Um, but uh, as a result of all that, where we're at now, Paul Riley terminated effective immediately. U.S. Soccer got involved, suspended his pro-level coaching licenses as well in light of the allegations, and obviously today's news of the postponement of this weekend's games. So uh, with that. And, and we have not, Paul Riley has not made a statement, um, which I, I wouldn't expect, but just yeah. to keep everyone up to date, there's been no word from Paul Riley. He can keep it. 
and I'm sure he's lawyered up. So if there is any, if there is any, anything to come out, it'll be via legal representation. Um, but uh, in terms of, uh, you know, outroing things, I'm going to outro similarly to, to, to how we did when we went um, live with the initial breaking news is just to sort of extend uh, our support, our light to um, anyone who has been following the league, any of its fans, any of its supporters, um, who they themselves have also perhaps been, you know, uh, triggered or find themselves uh dealing with some really negative headspace right now in light of them, you know, perhaps being victims themselves. Um, it, it's been a tough 24 hours and um, we just want to try to do our best to, uh, to be here as an outlet to go ahead and provide the updates, provide the news, uh, provide maybe even just a little bit of personal perspective. And uh, as always, we want to thank everyone. Uh, for joining us here because you don't have to uh, come to us for anything, whether it be news or opinions or otherwise. So we thank you for your time uh, with being here with us today. So thank you all for listening. Typically we do match previews and we do match recaps. That will not be the case for attacking third this week, but stay tuned. We do have some things uh, in the works to keep up with our multi-episode week for you all. So stay tuned in the meantime, be well, be safe. Please continue to follow us on Twitter at attacking third. You can subscribe to us as video at youtube.com slash attacking third for Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman. This was attacking third. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.